if that ever happens to you on the first date, something happens on the way to the first date, you see a dog get hit by a car, pay you a attention, tire, turn around, go home, turn Run. around, go home. <laughs> Run. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to the episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. Happy Monday and get ready, ladies and gents. We have a story. <laughs> I I feel like I have influenced so many people to check this out on TikTok. And Me I'm, included. Yes. And I'm hoping that majority of the gals have seen it. But in case you haven't, it is both of our captivations, but it's mainly the majority of the inspiration for today's episode. We're going to recap the entire thing, but it is the Who the Fuck Did I Marry TikTok series by Risa Tisa. It is a 52 video like playlist on her TikTok. And like these videos are 10 10 minutes each. So about eight hours worth of content that I watched. And I did it's a not work day. I didn't fast forward. <laughs> so, we didn't even like double time it. Like we no. all showed up for work. This is how I spent my president's day off of work was cleaning and watching this. And this is how I spent every single literal like uh, moment that I wasn't working or doing something. Like I had it propped up while I was getting ready. I had mm-hmm. it on my like car mount in the whatever it's called, the air conditioning thing. Like I it, – Well, it was just – I was, I was, was loving so it. It was so easy to tune into because it just yes. felt like you were on a FaceTime with a friend. One, mm-hmm. she's an immaculate storyteller, and I'm going to attempt oh, yeah. to read off a summary of the entire thing in case you have no idea what we're talking about, but you want to be informed. You want to, like, know what's going on. and Or you just don't simply want to watch eight hours worth of videos, I understand. We're going to attempt – to do a summary but i'm going to warn you that it's not going to be just as great as listening to the actual tiktok series i would highly recommend you guys go and watch it It, we will leave a link in the show notes and if you want to watch that first and then come back and listen to this episode that is totally fine um that's honestly what we would recommend but if you don't want to we're still going to summarize it she's just an immaculate storyteller and Mm -hmm. i think there's a lot of people at first that were debating whether or not this was real and my response was one I think it's real because I know men who have done some of the the craziest shit ever, like who have done absolute insane things to the girls that they have been with, the girls they're dating, and just in life in general. And so I fully believe it. But if on the rare chance that she's lying, baby, she's an amazing storyteller. And Mm -hmm. I I didn't turn on my TV the entire day. I didn't look at another TikTok. Literally. I know my my for you page was not getting any heat from me like I just like clicked on that playlist and I was just like and I love that it like went to the last watched and it like had it all like ready for me to go and I didn't have to scroll it did its thing yeah it was I I downloaded TikTok to my iPad for the first time just so I could watch it on my iPad and text one of my other friends who was also watching at the same time yes but I mean as somebody who's ADHD you got me to watch eight hours worth of content. That is insane. But it's also because I can hyperfixate on something, and that's all I've hyperfixated on this in- 
entire week and I've because she did a live and I rewatched the live and then so many other characters have started coming out of the woodwork and like doing lives and I'm like yes this is all this is the only thing that I want to talk about it's the only thing I want to watch so that is why we're doing a whole episode dedicated to it so you don't have to but I, I highly recommend go give her more views go please uh because she you'll you'll hear she's been through a lot and mm-hmm. deserves the world but she's also just an immaculate storyteller and just kept me tuned in for so long well, and like I, I wasn't confused ever like yeah. i i was able to follow the story and follow the characters and she would like kind of recap a little bit as we went and would say remember that we're going to get to it later so i'd like make a mental note instead of someone who's just rambling yeah. and like there's no good progression and so. if you're wondering like why she made this so and basically what the story is about it we're going to get into it at all but essentially it was who the fuck did I marry? And it all deals with the fact that she was married to a man who was a pathological liar and a narcissist. And I have had my fair share of pathological liars. I lived with one my freshman mm-hmm. year of college. And I'm, I will get into that as well, too. And I've been debating making my own TikTok video of the whole thing after watching Risa Tisa's. It will not be a 50 bit long. <laughs> it will not be 50 videos. <laughs> um, mainly because my situation happened 10 years, over 10 years ago. So right, it's a miracle right. if I can recall anything. But I do know with my pathological liar situation, uh, we did confront her, me and a group of friends who we all realized that she was a pathological liar. We kind of tallied up all the lies that we thought we had been told and it was me coming to my friends at the time being like hey like I think so and my roommate is uh a pathological liar I think she's been lying about all this stuff and they're like we've been thinking the same thing but like no one Uh, no one wanted to talk to anybody else in the group and say it because you just it's just an awkward thing to like kind of bring up but then there was such a relief when we all were like oh my god okay and especially I think they were also afraid to talk to me about it because I was living with her everybody else was just on the hall with me right yeah and I was like no yeah like I've been thinking this for quite some time now um Mm -hmm. I just didn't know how to bring it up and so we one night we tallied up all her lies and I wish we still I wish I still had that piece of paper but Mm -hmm. it is on my old laptop which is on its last leg and, and that's back in North Carolina so maybe Hannah, if you go over to my parents' house and get it, you can. I can give you the passwords to everything, and you can uncover it for the gals. But it is an hour and a half long video. I've us. seen it. Yes, I remember when I came to visit you, we like watched it together, and I was just like, "Oh!" I used to joke that I should submit it into Sundance, and like maybe I should. Like it is a full on ninety minute feature film. The entire time it is. The camera is – it's on my laptop. We opened up photo booth. The entire time, the camera's facing one of the girls in the group. Um, we'll call her uh, – I don't know. Um, every name in the entire world just escapes my Susie. head. We'll call her Susie. We'll call her Susie. Um, the entire time, the camera's facing Susie. And Susie was very much, at the time, like a uh, like a moderator in a way because she was so new to the friend group. So mm-hmm. she didn't really have like much stake into the game. And so you you read <laughs> expression on her face <laughs> so well. Like it is it is amazing. But her whole point was to moderate this entire confrontation. And we're sitting in my dorm room, like 
it was me, Susie, Annabelle, and like another girl uh, all sitting on my bed across from my roommate. And mm-hmm. I'm using all fake names, just by the way. But uh, it was all of us just sitting on my bed confronting her about this situation. And at no point did she ever fess up to any wow. of the lies. Um, one of the main lines being that she lied about having cancer. Uh, she said she had non-Hodgkin's leukemia, which is not a not a real cancer. It's, you, you have non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Or, or leukemia, leukemia. Um, yeah. and there's various types of leukemia, but none of them are non-Hodgkin's um, because y- y- it's not a two-for-one kind of deal when you get cancer. Um, so, yeah, uh, that was the biggest one, and it really affected a lot of people in the group because it was almost like we were being gaslit into thinking that that was a real type of cancer. And I was like, I know for a fact, like, I have Google. That's the thing. I have Google. If you're going to lie about having cancer, make sure it's a real type of cancer. But um, I have Google. My one of my mom's best friends is an oncology nurse, works with cancer patients. Mm-hmm. And then one of the girls in the friend group, her brother died at a, as a child from leukemia. So that one, it hurt her the most. And yeah. it was just absolutely insane. And there were other lies. And I, I was texting you the other night about a lot of the lies that I had to deal with. Uh, a couple of other lies where she also said that she was like on the like USA lacrosse team, but like not the Olympic lacrosse team because she okay. couldn't qualify for the Olympics. Also, remember how she had cancer? She was apparently was in remission, and so that's why she could go to the tanning bed. Oh, I, that's, that's that's not okay. how that works. Um, and she beat cancer before all of her hair fell out, so that's why she didn't have to like shave her head and be bald you know because you go bald from the chemotherapy and the radiation that you get from that that's why you all your hair falls out but i don't know how you beat leukemia i'm sorry no hodgkin's leukemia this made up cancer and who knows what the rules are for it when it's made up but i don't know how you would beat non-hodgkin's lymphoma or leukemia um without chemotherapy it's not like you can get a transplant for those yeah those those are not really like the kind of cancers that you can just easily get like it's not like it's not like breast cancer where yes there is chemotherapy but you also have the chance of getting a mastectomy or something like that where you can possibly have the tumor removed Mm -hmm. and it also not be too big to where it's you can beat it even like my chance i had it i was at risk for skin cancer because of a mole that was found on me that if left for too long could have led to melanoma but we found it in time that we were able to get it removed before anything got worse like it it was a i was the like one percent of people that was so incredibly lucky that we caught it in the nick of Mm -hmm. time to where Mm -hmm. oh just we take the mole off and then we don't have to worry about anything else so yep that's not really a thing you can do with either one of those kind of cancers though um she also I remember she said that her brother went to Harvard, but then when you checked Facebook, it said he went to NC State, and that apparently he had Those to- are two different places. <laughs> apparently he had to drop out of Harvard because of his grades, but then he got into NC State. Okay. But I don't understand how your grades are so bad that you get kicked out of Harvard, but yet you can still get into NC State, which is a very hard school. 
to get into in North Carolina. She lied about her middle name being a boy's name or her I'm sorry she was her parents gave her a boy's name I don't want to say what the name is but it's a very masculine name mm-hmm. uh, that it's never it's a never been a unisex name ever but it was a very masculine boy's name and that was her mm-hmm. birth first name but she went by her middle name which was a more feminine name mm-hmm. because her parents didn't know if she, they thought she was going to be a boy I'm like well it's not like your genitals come in uh when you're like five or so like you're you're (laughs) born with a vagina or a penis like it's not really a mystery and Mm. you know it's one thing if you want to name your child like taylor or alex which is a traditional unisex name and then you know and i understand like there are parents now that are progressive in that way of like we don't really want to like you know give assign gender to our child so we're going to give them you know they usually give them like a unisex name so that you know as they get older they feel like they're more female or more male that they can go with one of those it's that is not the situation we are talking about this was also we are finding all this out in 2011 a different time (laughs) than now let's heavily emphasize on that part um so there was that case and then she she also did not live with me the entire first year of college she moved in with me in the second semester because first semester i was living with the bridezilla at the time who was my Mm, ex-best friend yes i forgot about that my ex-best friend was my originally my roommate and then she transferred schools Mm-hmm. second semester to go be with her boyfriend who is now her husband and even though she said that was not the reason she was transferring but okay um that was the reason mm-hmm. she was transferring and Absolutely. um i can be mean about that we, we i hate her um so <laughs> i don't um, like her we don't like her <laughs> so instead of having some random person move in with me i decided to have somebody from the our friend group in the hall move in with me instead and i will say like living in a hall with somebody versus actually living and sharing a room with somebody that's your bedroom that's your living room that's your kitchen that's your study hall like it's everything it's completely different and you really don't know who the hell you're inviting to live with you and I remember when my best friend at the time was moving out that night my new roommate was over here saying that you know she got selected to attend the naval academy or something and that you know she might have to transfer too and i'm like so am i live who am i living with then like what's going on but she no but no she she wanted to let me know that she turned them down and i'm like really what was happening was that she, all the attention was on my best friend at the time and none yeah, of it was going to her. on her she wanted all the attention on her that's what it all was is that she always wanted the attention on her and i know what you're thinking well maybe you know like she stuttered and you know forgot it was she really meant to say she had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, but you know, and she started leukemia. No, this was not a one-time thing. She repeatedly told people she had non-Hodgkin's leukemia. It is not like a one-time, you know, stutter where you're thinking and, like you get confused with the words and you just accidentally say leukemia instead of lymphoma. No, repeatedly, repeatedly told people non-Hodgkin's leukemia, which is not a real cancer. So, I'm I'm baffled. I'm so, like I've heard this story like so many times. And we confronted her about it. I'm still baffled. We confronted her about it, and she never lie about that. She never backed down on it. 
She never, and I, I also believe that there were other things I, she, you know, notoriously stole from Target and I'm pretty sure she stole some of my clothes. I had to remember I had to start locking my bed, my closet because when oh, I wasn't there because I was God. afraid she was going to steal some of my clothes. She was also disgusting and had horrible hygiene. I remember the day I was moving out, there was a used tampon sitting in the wrapper on her bed. No. She also, no. like, we had a sink in our dorm room and she would notoriously, like, flush food down it even though there's no garbage disposal it's a normal sink oh my god so it always smells she had a terrarium like you know where she was growing moss and like its own ecosystem that smelled um i remember she also backstabbed somebody else in the friend group there was one of the girls in the friend group had a huge crush on this guy on the soccer team and she Everybody knew it. Like, everybody knew it. He knew it. Like, that's mm-hmm. how big the crush was. And I remember coming back to the dorm room one day, and he's sitting on her, my roommate's bed, talking with her. And I was like, you know that so, like, Annabelle, we're going to call her Annabelle, you know that Annabelle has a crush on him and it's like that's just girl code that's like the third episode we did of this podcast is like girl code and like things that you shouldn't ever do like and i'm sitting i'm like you don't think i'm gonna tell her obviously i'm gonna tell her and so obviously that created tension it was like always tension being created that was sur- started and surrounded by her because she always wanted the attention back on her didn't matter if it was good or bad attention she just wanted the. Attention. she was a terrible roommate and the fact that she would bring random guys back to the dorm room and i think one guy was homeless like not like homeless living on the street homeless in that he did not have a permanent residence and was just couch surfing just like yeah and i was like our dorm room is not this is against everything like this is not an apartment we this live on a home all, we're in an all girls floor so one this is against if our ra founds out like school rules yeah our ra already hates us because we've already created drama earlier in the year with other girls in the hall like don't ever if you were in high school listening to this and you're about to go to college <laughs> avoid an all-girls door co-ed co-ed if you can it's also why if you have a choice that's also why i could never i never was was tempted to ever join a sorority after this oh my god no. because i i it, if this is what it was like living in an all-girls dorm, living in a sorority house was <laughs> too – like, people wondered why I wanted to live alone the next year. Like, <laughs> you were scarred. You were like, I don't trust I don't trust anybody to reside in the same space as me ever again. I mean, luckily, I transferred schools the next year, and yeah. I, had a- I, I had a roommate again, and she is by far, like, one of my favorite roommates I ever had. She was so much fun mm-hmm. and a delight, and I love her to this day. She is such a good friend to me still, and – but I, I did not want to live. I was living with a stranger, who was clinically insane, and gaslighted us to thinking that we were stupid when we weren't. And oh yeah, I also remember she said she went to like military school, but that girl literally was just an ROTC. You were just an mm. ROTC, and on it's the drum not line, military school. Yeah, no, not the it's same. Not, no. And so, same. yeah. It's really crazy because you really don't realize how much you don't know someone. She also said she had a Barbie pink SU- Cadillac SUV. I never saw it. And any photos of a car that was posted on Facebook was just a burgundy sedan. I'm like, the internet exists. This, this You could have gotten away with this lie probably back in like the 1960s. 
But the internet exists in 2011. Yeah. So make it make sense. And if you're going to lie, make sure... Like, that is my whole thing. If you are going to lie, if you're going to go to that much trouble to lie, back it up like Legion did in recent Jesus. <laughs> I mean, he had the printouts. He had the spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> he had the screenshots he had the printouts. i mean she had to do some real sleuthing to find out some of these things but it also yeah. made me realize how easy it is to find out things about people oh that's like how easy it is every guy i date from now on background check security social security number i'm gonna need I'm that not, social i'm not not that i'm stealing anything from you i just want to make sure that you ain't gonna steal anything from me uh, requesting open records didn't even honestly like I'm I'm gonna be thirty. Didn't even know you could do that. Did not even know you could do that. And before we jump into this, I am just adding. I am just making a note that we are gonna mainly be hitting like the big points of the story, and our order may or may not be correct because I mean there is, this is eight hours worth of content, guys. <laughs> so we can't cover every single little lie because there is just so much. And mm-hmm. I will also say and both of us were watching it like while we were driving, like we couldn't take notes. Like we did not have the notebooks out. Okay, so <laughs> I am reading a summary from Miss Janelle Simmons, who has graciously wrote one. And then I also have other notes that I've taken from TikTok as well. So bear with us in our storytelling. We are not Risa Tisa. We are not the excellent storytellers that she is. If you want a fully detailed breakdown of everything, please go watch her entire series on her tiktok which we will leave linked in the show notes as well too um but bear with us again like we said we're not going to have every single lie and our timeline is going to be the best that it can be because there's just so much we're covering you got to understand so without further ado let's go ahead let's get in to risa tisa's who the fuck did i marry Okay, so who the fuck did I marry? This is a summary that has been, I'm giving all credit to Janelle Simmons. She has written down an entire summary of this very, very well. And we have a little couple notes and bullet points that we're going to add to it. But I just want to make sure that we were including that. And there will be a link to her summary in the show notes as well if you want to read along and see what she said. So she met him in March of 2020, which I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> I knew you were gonna you know you were gonna go there. We're not oh even we're not even a sentence March, in. March of twenty twenty. Let March me tell you a freaking twenty twenty. I need to know if she met him on March fourteenth. Well no, because two weeks before it was two weeks before shutdown. So in okay. Georgia. Okay, so and true. This true. is in Atlanta, Georgia. North Carolina shut down March fourteenth, twenty twenty. That was the same day I had a first date with the actor. And we all know that fucking story. <laughs> He's not a pathological liar. He's not as bad as the doctor is. But I did have a date with the doctor in March of 2019. No. I I think the moral of the story is, like, don't don't date people during a pandemic. <laughs> Avoid March. Just, you know how they say, uh, you know how Shakespeare said, um, beware the Ides of March? Just beware of March. Just Except for March 30th because it's my birthday. That's fine. Beware of Pisces season, I'm guessing. Like, because that's what it feels <laughs> Once it turns to Aries, like, we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> It's Pisces season. Um, It's Pisces season. We don't want it. We don't want it. 
We don't want it. <laughs> but that was that was the first red flag for me. I'm like March 2020. Okay, all right. Well, oof, oof. we're already yeah. on two weeks before shutdown. They met online. There, so she actually met him on two dating apps. She has seen him on another dating app. She doesn't ever specify which one. I don't think, but on both dating apps, same photos but two different names, and one was like a nickname of right the other one the entire time she also refers to him as legion which is not his real name we do not know his real name and i don't feel comfortable if you look on tiktok enough you will find out his real name you also find out what he looks like however she did not want that information out there other people exposed that so to be respectful to risa tisa i am not going to say his real name if you want to go look that up you are more than welcome to but out of respect for her, we are not going to do that. We're going to call him Legion. We're calling him Legion. That is what she calls him. So she met him on two different dating apps. He had two different names. One was just a nickname and one was his full name on one of the dating apps. They met online and they talked a bit before they decided to go out. On the way to the first date, she blows out a tire, which also, second red flag. That- that was God. That's like a bad omen. That's a God. Like, that's God. Like, I really don't want you to go on this date. And as somebody who is, I've had omens you, like that because there was one guy I randomly went on a date with and on the way to the date, I saw, a, I saw a dog get hit by a car. Yeah. See, if bad shit like that happens, turn around. Just, and I still, I, yeah, yourself. I, I still went <laughs> on the date. I still went on the date and it was one of the worst first dates I've ever gone on. And that was the universe saying, don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. So first advice, if that ever happens to you on the first date, something happens on the way to the first date, you see a dog get hit by a car. Pay a attention. Tire, turn around. Go home. Turn around. Run. Go home. <laughs> Run. Turn around. Run. Go home. Just Run. don't. You COVID still exists. Say you got COVID and just block them. Well, and if they offer to come help you, run again. <laughs> because that's the thing. That's the, so that's the thing. Run again. So he offers to meet her and help her with her tire and pays for it all and everything. Which so I'm going to stop, right, stop you right there. Okay. If I'm on the side of the road in the dark with my tire blown out. The only person I want to see is AAA. I only want to see AAA. That, or a police officer. <laughs> Not even it. that. Not even that. I want AAA. 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 I'm and I'm like, you it. know what? I'm going to be like, listen. If you come, I don't know you, and you're going to come to me on the side of the road in the dark? Absolutely not. I have blown a tire. That's a murder. That is a murder waiting to happen. (laughs) I have blown a tire at night, and I had to pull over the side of the road. It's scary. And I had three men pull over and offer to help me, and I said, nope. Which which I know, like, for the most part. Also, we don't know people, but, like, I assume it comes from a good place, but I am really stranger-dangering that. I'm like, no, thank you. I'm good. I'm not unlocking doors. I'm not rolling down windows. I am... Calling my mom. Even if she I doesn't live it. in the same state, I need someone to know what's happening and where I am. I get it. Maybe you think you have good intentions, but also read the room, especially as a girl alone at night. She does not want a strange man's help. Yeah. Like, I got pulled over one time in the dark in a not well-lit area on back roads on my way home because my tag was expired and I was panicking because I was really young and I didn't know what to do, so I stopped. But my mom was like, don't you ever stop again. You drive home and they can follow you home. Because <laughs> you oh, yeah. just never know. Yeah. Like we know about Legion impersonating officers. Like you just – you really never well, spoiler know. spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oops. Just, you know, remember that. It'll come back again later. <laughs> but, but to that extent, like, even if it's an unmarked vehicle, you can right. call the cops and have them check to see that if that is a registered police car that is tailing right. you. Right. Right. Um, they will know or like drive to a well-lit area drive like to a well-lit drive, area. To a, drive to a gas station like pull, pull where there you need to be around people so anyways when she was telling the story and she got to that part I was like I would have like panicked mm-hmm. and I would not have told them my location because I don't I don't like that I would be like no triple A's on the way like let's just reschedule yeah <laughs> Yeah, but I again like she she goes to say in the story like it makes her look bad and all the, like you know people you don't sometimes you don't know how you're gonna actually react to things when they happen but mm-hmm. if something bad happens on the way to the date I think that's the sign that's the universe trying to help you and get you that's out the sign so that is the sign they still went to the date afterwards and talked and hit it off and they got along so well that at the time the shutdown had just came and they decided that they would move into her three bedroom two bath home because he had a studio apartment we are assuming that he gets rid of that studio apartment at some point she has no idea but that's to my recollection that after some time he decides to get rid of it and she she didn't mind because he was paying for everything except her car note her insurance and her phone bill like all the utilities for the apartment and the rent was he was taking care of which if he had a regular job that's totally feasible and plausible and not hard right. to keep up with and i understand that that is what she that was like a drug to her was ha- being taken care of having her bills taken oh care gosh. of i yeah. completely could understand that and see that that if a man came into my life moved in with me and decided that he was going to pay for our rent total he was going to pay the bills all by himself i can see how addicting that would be because that would be so intoxicating I you don't have to worry yeah. paycheck you're not living paycheck to paycheck you can you can live more comfortably you can I don't know it's, it's just especially for yeah. someone like me where acts of service is my love language like you were relieving mm-hmm. me of a burden and something that I don't have to stress about like thank mm-hmm. you and I too would think that that is my soulmate like I fully get that I mm-hmm. especially even if you don't think you know the person so well and you're not questioning it like it's just like you think that this person's almost like an angel to you because they are coming to take away a burden from you which is your bills she was happy because she had never had a man like that and especially if i i had never had a man like that either so i get it fast forward he told her he had five siblings two half siblings that he was close with he spoke to his oldest brother every day on the phone every day for almost a year and a half she never spoke to on the phone with him or the brother but she did speak to him and he would like pass it along like like, he's sitting there on the phone saying, like, oh, my brother says, hey. And she'd be like, oh, hey. Hey, John. And he'd be like, yeah, did you hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So things like that. Like, he is full of having these conversations with these family members almost every day. He did. Which is so wild to me that, like, yeah. somebody, somebody's one, I don't talk to my family members every single day and if i do it's not in the morning too it's not for 30 minutes every day like it may be like a hey how you doing like but like i really don't like i'm I'm and you live in a texting gal you live in the same state as them the same city as them Mm -hmm. some of them and like Mm -hmm. he this man's waking up at 6 a.m having these like 45 minute long phone calls with his brother every day which also doesn't make sense because he leaves the house at a certain time every day. Yeah, he was leaving the house <laughs> at like 6 a.m. And so I don't know Atlanta that well. I don't either. 
I just know every time I've ever been, it has been traffic. That's the thing. So I'm like, how are you also getting to work in time? Right. While also leaving at like 6.15 every day. It's going to take you just like, just Mm. it's like LA. It's going to take you an hour just to get like nine miles. So all this is, he does have an ex-wife that he is honest about. And she has kids. One's 20 and one is 17, a girl and a boy. They are her kids from another marriage. So they are with his, there are his ex step kids. He is apparently still okay. close to them and talks to them quite frequently. So she's caught up and she feels like she's like associated with his life very well. And that like he's, mm-hmm. she sees that he's so close to like family that is attractive to her. She loves that. And this girl is very deeply rooted in her religion. And I want to also preface that I think that that indoctrined her to put up with a lot of bullshit as well, too. Mm-hmm. But all this to say, they are living together. They're realizing, you know, that maybe this is still COVID, but like, you know, times are cramped. They want to maybe possibly get a new house. She sees a letter. Keep in mind, this man loves a printer. <laughs> this man should be working at Staples. He loves, <laughs> he loves a printer. He loves He's a got ink. He's got ink on repurchase by every month. This man is <laughs> sponsored by HP printers. HP printers. This man is sponsored by HP printers. He is, you know, he's got, got staple points out the fucking wazoo. Uh, I would love like. to know his staple rewards account. Like, I would love to know his staple rewards account. There is a letter from Chase Bank that says that he qualifies for a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar mortgage. Which, holy shit, that, because that's hard. Like, that's I don't a know. Lot. I don't know anything about buying a house. <laughs> like, let me preface that. But I just know that that sounds like to me personally that sounds like debt. You would have, but you would have to be making like millions in order to you, qualify for something that much because it has right. to back up like how much you have in your account. Right. So if you see that number, then you're like, oh, he's got money. He's got. Oh, money. he's got money. Like bring out the Quinta Brunson like gift. Oh, got you got money. money. He's got money, money. Like okay, okay, and like to somebody who has lived their life paycheck to paycheck. Again, it's that like intoxication of, wow, this is something that I didn't necessarily see in my future. And now I can maybe have a four or five bedroom house. And they're like, go- they, they start that's... going and touring all these houses that are in that price range. They hire right. a realtor, Scott, and he's showing them these beautiful houses that – Which is also like when you walk through luxury like that, like it's it's really hard to not desire it. Absolutely. I mean, especially when it's kind of like just put in front of your face, like, here's what I have. Like, we can we can do this. I'm willing to do this for you. I am personally a fan of going like on Zillow and like looking at like the million dollar properties that are in Malibu and just like looking at photos, but going and and touring them. Yes. At the time, there I will say that it was COVID, and I think for this the first time they start looking at houses, they're only it doing was more like the virtual. Zoom. Yeah, it was virtual but tours. Still, but still, it makes it feel real. The fact when that there's go and do it, it gives you hope that it's like actually something that's attainable. Absolutely. Versus just swiping through Zillow and looking for you know whatever your dream home is and all that. But so he's giving her the kind of like they find one. He's giving her the kind of like runaround. This one is a. Not a new home. Like, it's previously been lived in. There's a family that currently lives in it. And he's kind of giving her the runaround about putting down um, an all-cash offer for it. Even though he has approval for that mortgage, he wants to put in an all-cash offer. She never really hears much about it. And 
However, he wants to go ahead and start shopping for appliances. They like find like all these beautiful stainless steel appliances that, like at the Home Depot and like Lowe's. And they talk to somebody there about putting a hold on it because, you know, the house isn't finalized yet. But, you know, the house that they're moving into, the family's taking all the appliances. They're taking the stove, the microwave, the fridge, all that stuff with them. Right. And so they want to get all new ones. But the contract hasn't been finalized yet. Can we put a hold? Can we pay to put a hold on this stuff? In the meantime, and you guys hold it in your warehouse until we're ready to move in. Home Depot's like, yeah, sure. People do that all the time. Not a big deal. Not a big deal at all. Cool. Which I didn't know that. So I didn't either. And that was a, that was a nice thing to learn. Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) she ended up finding out that it was a lie and that he never closed in the house and never did any paperwork with the realtor. How she found that out was she went on Zillow, saw that the house Mm -hmm. was under contract. She thought it was, thought it was was him. him. Yeah. Under contract. So she was like, okay, cool. Scott calls her up and is like, hey, like any word about this? Like anywhere in the house? Like what are we doing? What are y'all doing? What do y'all want to do? And she's like, <laughs> Legion <laughs> told me that he put an offer. Like what's going on? He was like, huh, maybe he put an offer with somebody else in the office. Like, or like just called the office and told them to put an offer in. Let me double check. Let me just math. Turns out Legion's been talking to another quote unquote Scott who is a, just a friend. And he's a realtor and he wanted him to get the commission. So he's been talking to him conveniently. Um, spoiler alert, Scott is just Legion. Uh, this man got no friends. This man Scott, ain't got a single friend Scott, to save his damn life. Scott, Scott is just Legion. This man, he, he could go on Bumble BFF and still ain't going to find a friend. Like, he's, there's no hope for this man. He has no friends. And on top of that, you're also wasting this realtor's time wasting so many people's time when you're looking Absolutely. at these when you're looking at these houses they have a very high commission rate and that is what these realtors get their money from that, they get fuel, money from. that fuels them to like keep going and keep, keep kind that of commission what you're yeah that commission is what's paying their bills and there could be other clients that could be interested in these houses that they are taking the time to show you the interest in it and because obviously if i'm a realtor someone's saying i got cash i want to put in a cash offer I'm yes. going to probably go with those clients over any other clients because if I'm selling my house and I hear that I'm getting a cash offer, that is more – I'm that sounds like a better client to like go with. And so they know the realtor has a better – feels like they have a better chance, you know, getting a house sold, get a commission. And especially, like, depending on the commission, it could be like 20000 depending on the percentage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're wasting this person's time and right. money. And just giving them the runaround. Well, fast forward, it's only like um like a couple months later. They tried for another house because she gets pregnant. And this, this part. Mm. This was the one that killed me. And found out she was this, this realtor is still working with her. The real Scott. Still working with them. Found out she was pregnant April 2020. So they tried for another house. This time she Risa Tisa wanted to get more involved into it, understandably. Mm-hmm. They put in a cash offer for 699000 He claimed he had been approved through Chase Banks, like we said, for $750,000. She, and she will, she will keep repeating, I saw the paperwork. Because she is being told certain things, but she's physically seeing other things. And she's holding this, which I get, if you're being gaslit, you are going to hold physical evidence. Right. So highly. That's yep. why this man, he's printing out everything because he knows that she's going to value that physical um, but I, evidence But more. I saw that number. Therefore, of course you have 
when really when really legion is really just good at adobe photoshop uh, i feel like legion should be teaching classes of photoshop down at, <laughs> at the atlanta community college i'm down at the clark county community college legion has been taking up photoshop classes he's learning about lightroom like he is learning adobe acrobat like he is learning how to photoshop documents i swear to god this man should work for all he shouldn't work for the cia but like if it came to like forgery of documents and identifying which ones are fake i'm sure legion could do it and he also told her that he had two separate savings accounts or three three he had the chase savings which she saw yes he showed her that one yes show he showed her that one quote unquote showed her yeah the u.s bank savings and then an offshore account. Never specified who the offshore account was through, though. So when it came time to buy the house, the sellers were willing to accept the all-cash offer, but only if he could prove he had the funds. Show the funds. Yeah. Show the funds, Legion. Show the funds. It's all he Even had to do. Even the realtor's like, show the funds. I Like, we need to see the funds. And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, man. Like, you know, I don't. I don't I want don't them re- to see how much money I have. Like, I don't want them to come back with a higher offer. Like, and so, you know, he's like, all right, okay. <laughs> and it's just, it's it's baffling to Risa Tisa. It's baffling to the realtor that they don't get it. And so he tells right. the sellers that. And the sellers are like, okay, cool. We'll, we'll accept the offer when you show the funds. Well, I'm not going to show the funds until you accept the offer. So just like nothing's going to happen. Just that like back and forth. I mean, it's yeah. just, yeah. So. And I also thought it was interesting that they he wanted to give them such a short amount of time only 24 hours offer. yeah only, only 24, 24 hours. hours that was sus to me because i was like in my opinion that's already setting yourself up for someone to say no to like not accept the offer yeah because he's putting pressure on them and he's like thinking it's like i'm not your girlfriend like you don't have to put me in a <laughs> like a what is it called a um an ultimatum like yeah. it's not this is a house this is my house no so uh it became back and forth about the showing proof of funds so the seller pulled out and so did the realtor and Risa Tisa was upset and confused because he said that he had the money and the bills were paid for and they never lacked anything so she didn't understand the issue everything else is financially being taken care of so what is the issue and around this time mind you she's still pregnant Mm -hmm. around this time she also found out that he was talking to a woman on Facebook Messenger and she started questioning herself. Fast forward, she has a miscarriage. This was, again, another omen that the universe God was trying to give you to get out so you didn't have any physical ties to this man. Like, believe what you want. Believe what you want. But I fully believe that is what the universe trying to intervene and help you out. Yep. And so I didn't realize there were so many different ways that you – I didn't – I honestly thought that if you had a miscarriage, you had to take the pill or you had to get the surgery. I didn't know that you could just naturally wait for it to all come out. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't really advise that because not everything can all come out. And then you do have to go and get a surgery. So she does take right. the pill. It does, everything doesn't come out. And it, she she said it's the worst pain of her entire life. And uh, yeah, so she still has to go and get the surgery done because not everything was expelled from her uterus. And if it's not all taken out, it could, you know, lead to bigger health problems. So right. he can't be there to support her, though. He can't take her. I was like, you're te- 
You can't take off work. You apparently you're the, telling me you're that the regional you're the manager VP at the time. Or at the time, or I think he's, whatever. Oh, I the region. You're. I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. He, I think he is the VP at this time. Sorry. Okay, I was like, I don't know. I can't remember what he was. I'm like, you're telling me that you can't take off to take me to the appointment to to do something that's for the awful. loss of our baby. That's awful. I ha- so I have to figure out someone else to take me. You're the you're supposedly the VP of this condiment company, which I really want to know what condiment company this is. But you're apparently the VP of a condiment company, and you can't take time off of work to go take your girlfriend to have surgery for your lost baby. And so instead, you're going to send some random girl that you like apparently was his sister, which sister was not his sister. Spoiler alert! Right, right. To go and someone that she has never met. To no. do something so incredibly personal. You're joking. No. That would have been it for me. I would have been like, if you literally, you obviously literally do not fucking care about me. Yeah. So. And are not going to be there for me in ti- my time of need. <laughs> literally. Yeah. yeah. The worst part was after the surgery. Fast forward. Do you, re- do you remember what happened? What happened? When she was in recovery and they told her that she was only supposed to be in recovery for like 45 minutes to an hour and they were calling him and he was like, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. She was in recovery for like three hours. It took him like three hours to come pick her up. I was like, you've got to be shitting me. I do not want to stay in a hospital bed longer than I have to. And you're taking that long to come get me? Okay. And like, I think even the like, I think she was saying like, even the nurses and doctors were like, where is he? Like it, yeah. Like it, yes, like Atlanta, Atlanta traffic. Uh, like Atlanta traffic is bad, but it's not that bad. Yeah. Like where are you? You're you're not you're not where you say you are. It doesn't take that long to get to get there. <laughs> so yeah, fast that was forward, awful. <laughs> fast forward, his grandma passes away, and he was sad, and things started changing. By now, she was kind of over the relationship because nothing had changed, and every time they were they would do something, they never could or did because he had an excuse. He took her to test drive cars because he was told that he could buy a company car for $90,000. Couldn't go over that. That he was being he was going to be wired $90,000 and convinced her that she should get one too because she was driving some beat up Nissan or something mm-hmm. and she needed a new one. And this girl fell in love with the deep blue BMW X5 with cognac interior. And I hope to God BMW gives her this car gives her this car me too me too i'm like listen this girl deserves the world give her this damn bmw if you don't know anything about bmws one they're i mean they're already expensive like on like they're not like you know a maserati but an x5 is a mm-hmm. it's, it's, it is one of the higher end ones on the bmw mm-hmm. scale like when you're looking at all their cars um it is a very very nice beautiful car i would love an x5 I would love a BMW. My mom has one and she loves it. So BMWs are also incredibly expensive to work on. I was going to say the repair is pricey. It's why I don't own a Range Rover. It is one of the most expensive cars to work on. My mom has a BMW. She will attest to that. Yes. But uh, so he took her to drive all these different ones. He took her to Mercedes. She didn't really like anything. But he convinced her, even though she won the BMW X5, he convinced her to get an Audi 8 and said it'll be delivered. And she had to take off work. Right now she's working Mm. at the – she's just a clerk, I think, at at the police station or something. She's working Something involved with like law law enforcement officer. I can't remember the exact title, but yes. Something where she's very closely tied to the law. 
And dating someone unlawful would be very bad. I know. <laughs> not her. Not him making her take off work to get a car delivered when he couldn't even take off work to take her to the surgery. It never came. And he had, he had some excuse why. <laughs> I don't recall why, nor did I know why. Of course it, it never didn't come. came. Of course, of course it, didn't. it didn't come. Of course it didn't. It'll come. It'll come that weekend. <laughs> never came. But mind you, this man is leaving work every day at the same time and came home at the same time. He's leaving at six a.m. three four p.m. It's when he's coming yeah, home. That's that's fishy. He also ended up losing a couple more family members apparently. And by the end of the year, he proposed in December. I want to preface the way this man proposed. Oh my god, I was irate. I was irate. He sits a ring down on the dining room table. Doesn't get down on his knees. Doesn't do anything. Just says, you won't be my wife. (laughs) I would literally be like, you gonna be single. (laughs) And say, get the fuck out of my house. You won't be homeless. Get the fuck out of my house. Like, you gonna be my wife. And I I give so much sympathy for her because I do all too. she wanted to be was married. I know. All she wanted married was and married. have a family. Like I and there are there are girls and women that and even men that I know that had that same mindset and got married so young. Especially in the South. And a, and a handful of them are divorced. Especially and in the South. And it was that it was that I right. so badly want to be married. That pr- almost that pressure, like you were gonna say, that pressure it is, to get married. It is, especially in the South, it is a societal pressure, and also she's very open about the self, her self esteem issues that she's ever, she's always had. When you don't have high self esteem, don't have high confidence in yourself, like you believe that this is the best you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. So take it while you can. And all she wanted to be was married. I get that. I so get that. And she thought. This man's offered me a ring, which ended up being from fucking Amazon. <sighs> I'm going to take it. So they get married January 5th. And I quote, which is my husband's birthday. <laughs> I was going to say it's the day before the insurrection, but okay. <laughs> Completely different topics. <laughs> oh my God. Anyways, continue. <laughs> and I quote, we were married on January 5th. By January 31st, I knew I was in trouble. That is the opening line of her book. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> that is. Because, at, at, like, they've been, <sighs> two weeks after they've been married, I mean, like, sex, she mentions that, like, they, you know, they the love wasn't there. And she's alluding that basically they weren't having sex. And he Wait. basically just didn't want to touch her. Just was mm-hmm. kind of disgusted by her. It was It was insane. And she just, she really was fucked up from it. She found out. He was cheating three days later after they got married with a prostitute since November. So Name Peaches. Was it Peaches? It was Peaches. Okay. Because okay. I started singing that Peaches, 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 Peaches. I didn't know Peaches was another sex worker that came along later. But they decided, I think like only like, was it three months into their marriage that they would get marriage counseling? And they yep. did it with a pastor and his wife. And the pastor straight up said, if you had decided on doing marriage counseling before you actually got married, we would have told you, don't do it. Don't do it and, like, don't be together. Like, you guys <laughs> should not be together, basically. And I was like, oh, maybe I should not turn away 
the idea of marriage counseling before I get married. And the pastor's wife was like, I don't see y'all making it a year. No. Like, they were so they, honest, which they said I by think December, was, they were done. Which was, I think that was, that was what needed to happen for them to be honest. So they go into counseling. While all this is happening, I think at some point she's at work and she gets a call that a Dodge Charger just pulled up in her driveway. He's at home. Legion's at home. Dodge Charger pulls up in her driveway and uh, somebody was looking for her. He thinks this is her ex-boyfriend. And she's like, what the fuck? Like, my the ex that I told him about, she mentions that she told him about her ex Mm-hmm. on their first date and that was one of her biggest regrets that she had and that she would recommend no one ever do which i fully backed that up but he was she was being honest because he was so honest about his ex-wife so she was thought she would also share mm-hmm. and she was confused because that ex would not would never drive a dodge charger and that's the only ex she like ever mentioned <laughs> to him yes and he was like and he it, basically he's saying this to make it seem like you know she's 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 talking to other men. She's talking to her ex again to make him like feel insecure. And she's just like, I haven't talked to him in years. We don't really talk. He would never drive a Dodge Charger. So she's going through every kind of every guy in her head. She realizes that her neighbor has a ring camera. A ring camera is always going to say today in these stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she asked her neighbor, "Can you look on your the way the ring camera was faced? You could see in her driveway." Can you look to see if a Dodge Charger pulled up in, or a car in general pulled up in our driveway at this time? No one ever pulls up in the driveway. So why the? So she's trying to put things together. Why? Why would you lie about that? Like why? And she really was starting to keep track of the lies to see like what excuse, like what things he was going to say next. How was you going to get out of this one? How are you mm-hmm. going to get out of this lie? Yep. Another thing that he lied about was, you know, things have been rocky. They've been going to marriage counseling. He wanted to try to get better, make things up to her. I'm going to take you to London. This had been her dream trip. This broke my heart. Going to London and Paris has been her dream for years. He plans his whole itinerary with hotel reservations, everything. Prints it out. So she sees it. Prints it out. Never follows through on it. Never follows up. Nothing ever goes around. He doesn't have a passport. Nothing. At one point, Reese Deesa decides she wants to get another job. And when she applies for that job, she needs to be able to put down a social security number. Her social security number, and because she's married now, she has to put down her husband's social security number. And back when they got married, he put down one social security number and she kind of like took that number from the marriage license and did like a whole background mm-hmm. check to the system. Nothing ever came up. And she was like, okay, that actually kind of makes sense because he'd always been very lawful, a law-abiding citizen mm-hmm. because he never he, – he always said that his father was a retired cop. His mom, you know, was very close to the police department. Like he yeah. never – he was always the kind of guy to make sure that your tags were – not expire, that your lights work, nothing that would ever get you pulled over. The whole fucking reason is because he didn't want to get caught in any of his lies. Exactly. That's the only reason he's a law-abiding citizen. So she takes that marriage license, social security number, and compares it to the social security number that he puts down on the form that her work is requesting. 
and they're not the same. So she takes the one that's on the work application, does a background check with it, and finds out that it was registered that it was been registered that he lived in Rhode Island, Atlanta, and Philly. He always said he was born in Philly and then moved to Atlanta. Never mentioned Rhode Island, but always was very adamant that he lived in California because that's where him and his ex-wife got married and lived. And that he went to San Diego State and played played arena football. That was another thing which I should have (laughs) opened with. What the fuck is arena football? Do you know this Google search for arena football has skyrocketed since this? It is basically because football is played in a stadium. It is basically football that is played indoors in an arena and it's smaller and dumb and like basically no longer exists. Oh, like that was sending me every time she was like, and he remember he plays arena football because all the money he had was from his VP was from job arena and the arena, arena football. football. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, sign me up for some arena football if I can have an offshore bank account. Let's go. So California is nowhere on this, and so right. it doesn't say that he went to San Diego State. Nothing. And so she confronts him and was like, "You didn't go to San Diego State." Mm-hmm. He's like, "She called them." Yeah, she called San Diego State, yeah, to check in. And they didn't have any records. No records. And he was like... No records of Legion. Well, when I went there, my father had me register as a private citizen so that you couldn't ever obtain my records. Baby, that's not how that works. (laughs) We all private citizens. That's not how that works. Does he not think that she's got Google? I don't know what he thinks. Like, I really don't. I really, really don't. Man, the excuses, they just keep on keeping on. So no California, mm. no San Diego. Where the fuck is Rhode Island coming in? That's what she's wondering. Mm-hmm. In case you were curious, he was married a third time mm-hmm. before the other ex-wife. And that's mm-hmm. where the Rhode Island one comes into play. Okay. So she discovered he never resided in California and that the ex-wife was... From the ex-wife that he claimed lived in California, really lived also in Atlanta uh, and was filed for divorce in Atlanta. And she finds the marriage record. She finds the marriage license. She gets open records of it all and is able to go through everything. Um, She found an address and number on the most recent ex and called her. And she told her all the lies about everything to get her shit and to run as fast as she could. All this while, she still hasn't left yet. I know. They find another realtor. They start looking for houses again. They find another realtor, Amber. Amber is the saving grace hero of this whole fucking thing. Okay? He puts in another offer for a house. And the thing that's killing her is that he's putting in these all-cash offers and signing a legal document that he can put in an all-cash offer to buy these houses. And Amber's just not putting up with it. Amber's like, Mm-mm. no, this is not need, how we're going to do it. I need proof of funds, buddy. I need proof of funds. And so Risa Tisa's like, I, can you at least show me? Like, at least show me. And he shows her. He looks at his phone, which here's the thing. I'm going to spoil it for everybody. It's screenshots that he took from Google of the checking accounts. Why the... F- this is the only complaint I'm ever going to... I'm trying to give Risa Tisa so much grace. Only thing I would have a problem with. Why the fuck are you not watching him try to open up the apps? Why is he looking at his phone and then turning it around to show you mm-hmm. the photo? Mm-hmm. I would be watching that motherfucker. Be like, I'm going to stand over your shoulder. You're going to open 
the Bank of America app. You want to like, show me the savings. We're, we're, you're not going to like have this secrety with it. Like we are husband and wife. You were going, what is mine is yours and what yours is mine. You were going to show me you opening the app, you logging in, face ID, touch ID, whatever, mm-hmm. into the app. No. And so Amber tells her, and Amber's really the hero of this. I say that because Amber tells her, I'm not going to do with this. You can, if he wants to show the proof of funds, then we can go through with buying these houses. But if you want to buy a house with him, or if you want to buy a house with me, I'm here for you. Basically kind of giving her like, you know, a hey. Like like a woman to woman, like, I don't think he's real. I don't think he's no. legit. I think this is weird. But if you want to come back and buy a house with me. I got you, boo. Let's talk. <laughs> let's talk. Yeah. And so she starts, you know, digging up more information. All this time, he finds out. He tells her. Legion tells Risa Tisa that his ex-wife's step, his stepdaughter, his stepdaughter, his ex-stepdaughter has passed away and that the mom wanted to know if they could help with $2,000 and Risa Tisa agreed because she's not evil and she doesn't play with death. And so she ended up, you know, so this is when she calls the ex-wife and Mm. that's really, I think, when all hell broke loose and the ex-wife was like, I know if you're calling me, things have gotten bad. And mm-hmm. she tells, she told, she says that, you know, he told her all these lies and, you know, they never lived in California. And I think the last question that she, before, right before she gets off the phone with the ex-wife is how is her daughter? And she says her daughter's fine. This man. She said she didn't have the heart to tell her what he I, said. Which I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. And so she was like, why? What did he tell you about my daughter? And she was like, just that. She had caught COVID and wasn't feeling good. And she had no communication with him, with right, Legion, right. whatsoever. Right. Like that, her stuff. Yeah. And so, Teresa Jesus was flabbergasted. And she also found an obituary online that said his grandma had passed in 2008, not 2020, like he did. And during this time, all this time, his knee was giving up on him for some reason. And he couldn't really move around. And so, he was bedridden and by this time it was may 2021 she had also discovered another obituary that said he only had two brothers because at the end of obituaries it always says this person was left by so and so and so and so Mm -hmm. he this whole time he said he had five siblings remember that yep and two of them were sisters and he had often talked about his sisters all the time he never had sisters in fact he had a twin that was the part of the story where he's an evil twin of course legion is the evil twin and the other twin oh my god had the life that legion wanted where that guy was like making money had the cars had the wife had the house had the the kids had the kids literally when that part came out in the story i was like you have got to be shitting me so she ended up confronting him on his birthday and asked him which i low-key loved (laughs) course which also his birthday is june 17th which is hello fucking gemini of course of course he's a gemini (laughs) and so she confronts him again about the college and he was like i told you and she was like you but she's so calm when she does it you didn't go to san diego state just so calm i know and she was like i she knew he was lying about everything and she she said she knew about everything and told him to get the fuck out of her house and he ended up calling an aunt, 
quote unquote, and told him, I'll give you the money to go home and to, if you just leave her house, which is Philly. There was no aunt. And she's um, over there like, he don't need the money. He's got it in his offshore account. Yeah. So he left. The aunt was really his mom's best friend. Best friend? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But he was, this whole time, you know, he, before he left, she's cleaning up the house. He had been so lazy and he had laid in a room, you know, the guest oh room. Because they weren't sharing the bed anymore because his knee had been given out. He had been laying in this room using Powerade bottles to use the restroom. And she was mm-hmm. disgusted, but she she didn't care. She wanted him gone. I don't give a fuck. If your knee's fucked up, get the fuck out of my house. Changed her locks, changed her alarm. And at this point, one of the cousins had found her number and called her and asked what happened between them because he claimed he caught her cheating with a police officer and the police threatened uh, him and if he didn't if he didn't leave. But the cousin said he lied so much that they no one believed him. No one in the family believed him and they had all excommunicated him. And uh, they hadn't talked to him in over seven to eight years, some even longer, because he had burned his bridges with everyone. Found out he only had two brothers. The oldest he claimed talked to every day. They had beef. So he was on this phone talking to fucking nobody at six o'clock in the morning. And he hadn't spoken to them since 2015. So he was making up conversations every day like he was talking to somebody. And the other brother wasn't just his brother but his twin and not only did his not only his twin but his twin that actually had a job as a vp at a comp at a company with a five bedroom five bath house and a bmw and the life he was making up this was the whole life he was making up where he was trying to pretend it was his mm. he had no sisters no half siblings and so they got a quick divorce and he was hesitant to sign but he did they made it a ups to sign and at this, mm-hmm. and she said when they were married, he was about a 3XL. At this point, he was probably just an XL. He had lost so much weight. He'd been l- sit in the same clothes, left only with a couple of clothes when he left. And he had lost so much weight. He smelled. This man had been living in his car. This man mm-hmm. was gross. He signed the divorce. So if I remember correctly, he signed the divorce papers without even reading what was on the papers. And it said that anything that had been left inside the house was hers. Was hers. So yeah. all his watches that were fake. All of his WD wrestling belts were fake, were also hers. Everything in that house. And she didn't really want it. She was just going to, like, get rid of it. She wanted it. To get, I think she wanted to get rid of everything oh, yeah. that he touched. Oh, yeah. Furniture, sheets, everything. Oh, Gone. yeah. Just get a new house completely. Basically. Um, but also, he tried to move back in with her since he was advised that he could until the divorce is final. The lady he called aunt, the family friend, called her to check on the baby, the one that she miscarried, because she was under the impression that she was leaving him. And he was trying to get custody. I'm not laughing because that's awful. And she said, where's the baby? Like, he's saying he's going to come to me with a baby. Like, he's taking the baby. He's trying to get custody. And she's like, no, ma'am, the baby does not exist. I, I had a miscarriage. And But this whole time, he had been pretending like he had a baby. She couldn't believe it. And she was shocked. And he was still going around lying. So she comes to find out. She talks to the brother. The brother finds out, and like, not the twin. She never talks to the twin, but she talks to the older brother. And he says that we don't, we haven't ever really talked to him anymore. She sets him straight on everything that he's been lying since he was a kid. The aunt is flabbergasted that this baby isn't real, and so apparently through all of this, she finds out that he does have a criminal record, and so she takes that social security number again and goes and looks it up and finds out that he has been arrested multiple times, and. The biggest one that really offended her was that he was arrested for impersonating an officer. And that at this point, she 
had found a backpack at his at her house of his that contained a work phone that he was really just like one of those like pay as you go kind of phones that you can kind of ditch there were lewd photographs there were messages to other sex workers on there of him cheating all this on top of that that's where she found the screenshots from the banking she found the screenshots of the bmw that he was getting mm-hmm. found out that he really also wasn't a vp he was a fork a temp forklift worker at the condiment company there was no company car mm-hmm. he had been telling her because you're probably wondering why the fuck did she never see the company car? Like how? Like where's this BMW that he apparently owns his company car? He had been parked. It was a forklift. <laughs> that was the that was the company car. Was the forklift? <laughs> he had been parking the company car at the NCR building in Atlanta, which they lived in Clayton County. So he would drive from Clayton. I, someone did the math. He, he would drive from Clayton County to the NCR building, which is in the middle of Atlanta. To then go to Duluth for work. He would drive there, trade the car. He, did, he didn't want to, they didn't live in a great part of the city and he didn't want to bring the BMW back to the house. So he would park it at this building that the company, the condiment company owned and then would drive it from there <laughs> to Duluth. Oh you want to, on top of talking to your brother every day for 45 minutes. So and driving I, around your probably ass to get to work. That is two hours and like Atlanta traffic. And yet you still get home at three, four o'clock. This whole time I'm thinking this man is just driving to a parking lot and sitting in a parking lot because my friend from college, her boyfriend did that. He lied about having a job. That See, this is why I believe her. I know. Honest, I. Because <laughs> I had a friend in college whose boyfriend said he had a job, but every day this man was just selling her designer handbags and then driving and sitting in the Target parking lot for eight hours. I'm dead ass serious. I know. I met him. <laughs> That's why I believe this woman. I mean, yes, because there are crazy ass motherfuckers. Because I also know a man who married one of my friends and then had a whole ass secret family on the side. I'm telling you, I believe all <laughs> I this know shit. That too. I had I had that too. I'm so, like it's really not that far fetched when you think about it. You really I, I don't know you really don't you really don't know people. I looked it up on Pinterest, you can find these screenshots of fake bank accounts and everything. I found one that said you got a million dollars in the your checking account. It's a thing. You oh. can find these things. So this yeah. man loves a screenshot, loves a printer, as I told you. Loves a screenshot, loves a printer. And then in that backpack, there were also like receipts from Weekend, weekend jail. or Jail. Which I think there was a Which, thing. What? <laughs> Apparently, like, what? I, I, I wonder if this is just an Atlanta thing. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. I need to do where more Googling about can, this. But you can check in. You can work a full-time job, but then check in to Weekend Jail. From like Friday to like Sunday. Or, like, until you go back to work. So, when he was saying he was going on these business trips, he really just going to jail. <laughs> I did not even know weekend jail was a thing. Weekend jail. And also, she found, like, other, like, pay stubs from, like, his other jobs. Yeah. Like, when he says he was, like, working for the condiment company for, like, six, seven years. No. You know, not at all. Not at all. Man couldn't keep a job. No. And he got fired. He got let go. Yes, from the condiment company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. he said he quit and moved to Apple, we missed that part. But basically, he said I forgot he said that they're part. doing. He was like they're doing weird stuff, and I'm gonna resign. And then within like a week, he had resigned and went to Apple because his homeboy had a job lined up for him. When in reality, they let him go. So 
So all it's this time. It's a lot of lies. <laughs> it's a lot all of this lies. time, she finds out that he's checked himself into a hospital just so he had a, for two weeks, just so he had a bed. So you're taking up mm-hmm. a bed of somebody that actually needs it. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is continually stalking her, like calling her 30 times a day, texting her. And it gets to the point where she has to tell the cops, like, this man is stalking me. It's harassing me. The divorce is not finalized yet. According to them, technically. He's allowed to come home. Like, he's allowed to come to the house. Which is terrifying. Yeah. Might I add. Yeah. There's no protections for you when you're trying to finalize a divorce like that. And so I understand at the same time, like, you don't want to be kicked out of your house either. Like, because mm-hmm. he's allowed to come back there. But she wants to stay in her house. So she makes since she had a job previously with law enforcement, they work out a deal. Like, if they find out there's a warrant for his arrest, if you see him pull up to your house, give him – give us a call and we'll come and arrest him. So – one day he says he's going to come back to the house. She's driving home. She parks her car down at like the edge of the cul-de-sac and is like looking like for him. She has like this Nissan Ultima at this point. Like, so he does not recognize the car that she has. And so he's sitting in his car waiting, same clothes that he's been wearing for like the past couple of weeks. And she calls the cops. They come, they arrest him very calmly and um she's like basically tells him like i never want to see you again i never want to speak to you again so turns out that the warrant was expired and she's set to move out of the house she's the whole time she's been wanting to move to cobb county and so she's finally set to move to cobb county and um her move out date is august 31st mm-hmm. legion's gonna get released from jail on august 30th and so she tells <laughs> the course. movers and she's so she tells the movers we have like x amount of time to get me the fuck out of here and the movers are great they get her out in time and everything and the day oh i forgot to include the day that he's arrested she goes and checks the mailbox and finds out the divorce is finalized yes oh yes and she said she just had a breakdown which i understand like a weight lifted yeah yeah and she donates like all of his stuff to like like different shelters yeah like a domestic shelter things like that yeah and even though the divorce is not finalized, he's out of jail. He's harassing her, calling her because she's moved so he can't come back, you know, to find her and all that stuff. And basically, she blasting, she tells him, like, if you call me again, I will get a restraining order. And that was the last time they heard from each other. Mm. She I'm heard from him, right? fully aware that my storytelling is not as good as Risa Tisa's. There's also so, so many much. things to remember and the timeline. Like, it is so – she she, if you really want, like – Detail, 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 detail. Time, go listen. Because I'm it's not going to do so her. Much. I'm not. Do, I'm not doing her justice. I don't think at all. Yeah. But that's just because there's that's, so many lies that we're keeping up with. Right, right. And it, honestly, the moral of talking about the story is just like be careful. Like, get to know people that you're dating. Don't move in with somebody. I don't care. I understand the pandemic situation. You want to quarantine. That pandemic should have also been an omen for you too, not to be with this person. Because I also mm-hmm. know other people who were in relationships mm-hmm. with people during the pandemic and they moved in after knowing, knowing each other for two weeks. And that relationship mm-hmm. also backfired and ended in a burning flame of fire. So um, don't move in with anybody as soon as you start dating. You don't know that person. That person's a stranger to you. Um, it's giving the roommate vibes. <laughs> 
that film. My, oh, the film, not my roommate. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Your roommate's great. <laughs> my college one was not, though. Uh, yes. yes. All that to say, I will be asking every guy I go on a date with for screenshots of their bank account. <laughs> not screenshots. Open the app. I want to see you physically open the app. And I want to see how much you have. I want your social security because I want to be able to background check you. Like, it is just absolutely insane. And we haven't really talked about this, like, since I made you watch it. And I was just always just so curious to see, like, what you thought about this whole thing. It – honestly, it made me realize, like, you really don't know people. You don't. I mean, that was the whole point. You really don't know people. And, I mean, even, like – like he took her to where his grandma was buried and it oh, yeah. wasn't even his family. Like there were so many things that I was just like. It was a random grave. Like, it was a random grave. How messed up do you have to be? The fact that like it was so meticulous to the point where he had an excuse for everything he had receipts he had the church that the grandma was supposedly buried at every time they tried to go visit the sister something came up like there was just always something and that would have been enough for me the other thing that I sort of was like "Mm." when people talk on the phone around me I can fucking hear basically everything these phones are these phones are loud as fuck they are loud as fuck so either he's got it turned i mean you can turn them down to where you you really can't hear it as much but for the most part if you're sitting close you can hear so i'm like either we had it like turned all he had to have had it turned all the way down or she was so like in her own because i mean there's times i've been in the car on my phone and i kind of like zone out like i'm just zoned out i'm doing my own thing not paying attention so that was the one. That was the one part for me that I was like, I feel like I would know. It made me realize how much I actually speak on speakerphone because I hate holding my phone yes. up to my ear. I, then I actually put people on speakerphone all the well, time. And that was that was the thing that was like when there was that one friend. It wasn't even a brother. He said it was his brother, but it was his friend where he was like talking to that person on speakerphone. I was like, that's weird that like there's only like one person. And but this is all after the fact. Like in the moment, I probably would have been like. Oh, hey, so-and-so. But also, like, I want to meet your people. If we're married. Yeah, she hadn't met, like, any of his family. I want to meet your people. Because they got married in the courthouse. Mm Mm-hmm. And I will give them the fact that, like, COVID was, like, it was in its prime. Oh, he it was in its milked prime. the fact that COVID but he happened. milked but he because he said that multiple people in his family died from COVID so therefore they did they would didn't go anywhere they didn't do anything they didn't they didn't want to go to cookouts they didn't want to go do these things so understandably so if like four people around you died from COVID I wouldn't want to go do it either just just it's just so interesting and it's scary that there are people out there that like like something is clearly wrong like he checked himself into a hospital that he probably needed to probably stay at and get some help so yeah so again every date every guy if i'm dating the guy like and he gets on a phone call speakerphone facetime i want to see the person i, I want i know I need to be able like, to go on their Facebook if, and fact check. If I'm not, if I'm not hearing a voice, you're talking to no one. Even if that I'm, is my that is my new standard. If you are on the phone, talk because you know how like okay, well, I work with kids, and sometimes the parents will be like, "I'm calling your dad if you're not going to listen." Hey, yeah, 
and you know, like obviously can't hear anything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if I don't hear, if I don't hear, if I don't hear a voice, I'm not. I don't think you're don't on the care, phone now. I don't care if I even <laughs> hear a voice. I need to verify that that is the person you said you're talking to. So FaceTime also is really that. the only direct way of communication that you can do. Also that. It's that really, is a huge yes yes yeah there are so oh many other gosh. lies that we are definitely not speaking on and i this were the, i feel like we covered the big ones and while they may have been out of order so don't come for us because we were you know people people trying to put up their summaries and it's hard to to follow i was but, reading someone else's summary not my own i'm sorry <laughs> no it's totally fine we got we got the big the big lies across there were some very small ones in there too but like it was just one thing after another and i was like when is it gonna like i was for her sake, I was like, when is it going to end? Like, this is awful. And yeah. I felt like it was like, like it seemed like a long time period, but it really wasn't. Like when you break it down to like months and going to work and then him not feeling well and being bedridden. So like also like my question for Legion is what the fuck? He wasn't, he obviously didn't have a job at that point when he was bedridden, correct? Mm-hmm. Because I what believe the fuck so was he correct. doing? I believe so, correct. I mean, he was homeless at the time and just like completely unhygienic, not showering or anything like that. So he peeing had... in Powerade bottles. Yeah, <laughs> and that so, part like, sent me. I was like, oh, he was, my God. but he was making enough money to, to not draw any suspicion the entire time because the bills were paid, the rent was paid, all of that. Right. So right. yeah, and it was just I this whole time I it would make more sense. If he was doing it to get her money, but she's paying, he's paying for all this shit. So right. like, you were just doing this for fun? Well, and that was the part of her story that she touched on that like made me the most sad was that like he wanted the big reactions from her. He liked to watch her get excited and then take it away from her. And I, that is the part of the pathological liar, narcissistic behavior that just absolutely feels so disgusting to me is that you're going to watch me get excited, like especially for the London trip, something that she had wanted her entire life. Especially like, for the it, fucking BMW X5 with cognac interior. <laughs> and the, well, and when he said that his work car was a BMW, it was like, let me just throw this in your face. Meanwhile, she's a little got, bit meanwhile more. she has to ride around this Nissan Altima. Let me just, let me just like hold it in front of you where you can't reach it just a little bit longer. And that's the part that like when she said that, I was like, that is awful to like. And then that's when she stopped giving the big reactions and acting like she didn't care Mm -hmm. because it was just feeding his motivation and ego and to continue. I hope I never experience someone like that. And I feel like her story was like it needed to be told because I feel like a lot of people, if there are, even if there aren't self-esteem issues, but like there was paper, per- like there were so many things that made it seem that like ha- she held on to the glimmer of like, maybe he's really not lying. And I think the thing that saved her insanity, because I feel like a lot of people would have gone insane. The thing that mm-hmm. saved her sanity was... The whole time she was keeping voice notes. Yes. She was keeping her these audio, audio diaries. diaries yes. Which a lot of people were criticizing her for. Like, girl, if you're having to keep audio diaries, you know it's bad. But you – People write in a journal. It's the same thing. As people – as someone who has been in a relationship where they were gaslit, like, mm-hmm. like actually, like, not just throwing that term around. Like, yeah. you need something to tangibly – hold you 
to reality. That's why she's able to recount all of this and why I can't hardly recount a lot of memories from that relationship where I was being gaslit because I, I my brain is just erased all of it. And so she's, yeah. because of these voice audio notes, like she was able to recall a lot of this stuff and just recall such vivid detail. And like, I can't tell you like a lot of stuff. I can tell you like the worst things and I can tell mm-hmm. you the best things. Mm-hmm. But the things in between and like the little things that probably had more, more of an effect on me than anything else that I just can't recall. Um, unless I seriously sit there and concentrate and try to recall, which is very painful. Um, yeah. it It's not possible because my brain's trying to protect myself from that. And when you're being gaslit, I mean, like the physical things is what's, like I said, going to tie you to reality and make you not feel crazy so when you're seeing printed out sheets of a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar mortgage and you're being told another thing you want to believe the physical proof that you can see Mm -hmm. so and i thought it was important that she shared it so that other because i know other people are going through the exact same thing and to and to know that you're not alone and that you're not stupid and that there is a way out i just thought it was I loved how she was like, my purpose in telling the story was to just help one person. And it wasn't like a, I'm just trying to like destroy him and like, and like she was very respectful in the storytelling of like keeping identities, you know, on lockdown and not, and not really doing that. And so I, I really appreciated that from her, but I also thought it was cool that like, she just wanted to help someone who's in the same boat mm-hmm. as her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So highly recommend it was it was worth it it was a really good it was also just like oh it mind mind blowing some of the some of the links legion went to (laughs) there are so many survival tips i could give you like for surviving a pathological liar like uh, somebody who is not to the same extent as her but has dealt with them before i mean just grounding yourself in reality is really the number one thing um because they're going to be very specific in their stories they're going to have – because mm-hmm. I think the thing with him, I feel like it could have been better if she – when she confronted him on some of the lies, even like – and I know that he – there was no reason. Because with pathological liars, there's, there's no reason for the they're lie. Just, no, they're just lying. But like it when, when she said like, you didn't go to San Diego State, if he had just been like, you know, no, I didn't go to college. But I told you I went to college because I thought that's what you would – that's the kind of person you would want me to be. Like, you would want a man that went to college. Or, like, I, I know I'm a forklift driver and I say I'm a VP because I'm insecure about the, my job title and I want to impress you. I can't buy you a $700,000 house, but I like going to open house. She says that. I like going to yeah, open houses. like, I enjoy looking at what – the other might be or yeah. what the other people are living or what however she phrased it because i also like doing that kind of things too oh yeah that's man i go to hotel we i mean we go to hotel lobbies of hotels we probably can't stay at <laughs> just because of the aesthetic and it's like i mean it's fun it's fun to do those kind of things sometimes yeah. it's fun it's fun to to do things that you may not be able to do on a regular basis or or, or i don't know test drive cars even just, just to like yeah like one, maybe one day or yeah. just I don't know it, it's okay to have a <laughs> it's okay to like do that there's something wrong with that mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. people do that kind of thing all the time mm-hmm. so if there was just one ounce of like 
him feeling a little bit bad or like apologizing or explaining but he's the still why. lying to this day about lying still. about he photoshopped a photo of him in at the netflix headquarters what you didn't know this no. dead ass serious there's a photo that he photoshopped of him and the netflix headquarters um saying that netflix was gonna give him the chance to tell his job and i'm like bitch no they're not like that is a stock image that you photo oh. like like i said this My. man is teaching adobe photoshop <laughs> at the Atlanta community college this man is the professor of forgery at the Atlanta community college no i haven't so i i like saw there were things more things past her story and i was like i have to get through the story first like i cannot i cannot explore the other things yet but so um but it's it's one of those things where it's like once a pathological pathological liar always a pathological liar like i just don't I don't know. I feel bad for anybody that comes across, yeah, across and, someone like that. I mean, just they're. I think if you try to com- like confront them, they're just going to get angry and defensive and just double down even harder. There's, it's as somebody who's tried to confront a pathological liar, it's really hard. They're never going to really, and I mean, the person that I confronted never admitted or added up to anything. So. Well, and I feel like they're the type of people who remember the details that they told you like they know their they know their lies so well that they're going to try to they believe it themselves back, flip it, they believe it themselves to where they're going to try to flip it back on you like no you got it wrong like no da, da, or like this was this and like it is their identity like mm-hmm. they don't they don't know who they are without those lies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so very scary very scary place to place to be and person to live with so yeah. be careful out there be careful out there <laughs> and don't date anybody that's done arena football stay away from arena football players (laughs) and so that does it for today's episode of the gals guide make sure to follow us on instagram at the gals guide pod also like us on facebook at the gals guide and become a gal scout in our facebook community you can also hit us up on our website thegalsguidepod.com and our personal social media which we will have linked in our show notes also if you are listening to us on apple Podcasts, please rate and review and then if you're listening to us on spotify go ahead and subscribe to our podcast So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.